Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of 30 and 30 Lessons from My Life, keepthechange.co.nz. We're starting to get into some grunty topics now, I've kind of, uh, you know, if you've been following the whole way through, I've gone through the, uh, the, the childhood stuff, the getting into the 20s, the wasting heaps of money, uh, heaps of the, excuse me, the dumb things that I've done, so I clear my throat there trying to record these back to back, I might be running out of steam, but this is going to be a short one anyway, but you know, now you're starting to see some of the things that I've done as I've started to acquire money again, and how I've had to rechange some of the, the thinking that I have, now I'm driving around in the flash car, we got the Merc, we talked about that last time, but I'm still not clocking it, you know, I'm not bloody, uh, I'm not setting the world on fire financially, I've got a, a heap of cash set aside, and I got back into some better savings habits, and I think a lot of people uh, are taught to save, you know, ten to fifteen to twenty percent of their income. And I was sort of sitting there thinking, well, the way I justify it in my head is that I have got uh, KiwiSaver at three percent. Now, my employer, i.e., myself, my business is contributing an extra three percent. So really, I'm already saving six percent. And maybe if I just top it up by 4%, then, um, you know, I've, I've got my 10%. And, and that, that's the magic number. People say, oh, save 10%, save 10% of your income. But um, I don't think that's enough. And I was researching and listening to people's different saving strategies. And I thought maybe it's 20%. And I was slowly trying to save 20% at a time. And then I came across this video by Grant Cardone, and it's called uh, Grant's Financial Plans for Millennials, and it's a video that shows how he helped a member of his team really change his life financially and stack a lot more money. Now, I was watching this on a plane, and I was taking notes on my iPad, that's what I like to do, listen to good quality content, I, sometimes I'll save these videos and I'll go back and I'll study them, so I'll watch them and go, oh, there's something here, I need to study this, so I sit down and I ensure there's no distractions, and I get my pad and my pen out, and I start to study them. So I was doing that with my iPad and my iPad pencil, and I um, I saw in this video, they said, well, you need to save 40% of your income. I thought, you fucking what? 40%? Well, that sounds impossible. And what the strategy is, is that you continue to be broke. So at 40%, you are living, obviously, off the other 60. You know, 100 minus 40 equals, equals 60. There's some great math and accounting for you there. But you're forever going to be probably feeling like you don't have that much money. But it's a great way to force yourself to live on less. As you start to earn more, you can then put 40% of that aside too. And then your ultimate goal is that you live off of the, so you're investing that 40% and you're, you can live off of the income that that 40% is bringing you eventually. And that income, so passive income let's call it, is going to be greater than the income that you are earning each month when you are working. And I watched this, and I watched it a second time, and then I watched it a third time, and I just thought, you got to be kidding me. This is, this is just too much. I haven't, 
I haven't seen this before. I haven't heard this. I I don't really get this. And um, then in here, it uh, oh, it might be this one. Maybe we'll do this in the next day. Uh, there was is talking about setting a different goal for your savings, and that got me started too. But we'll go into that in a, another lesson. But to save forty percent, I thought, well, okay. So what I did on my iPad is, and I could probably go and find these notes that I made. I might have to dig. Uh, deeper back into them but basically I wrote down okay well if I'm earning x amount then what is 40% of that and by the time I get paid I'm probably much like you my tax has been paid so I'm getting my net amount and it's all mine and I don't have any further tax to pay but I think they were even suggesting that you take it off of your gross income so before tax has been paid and I thought well that's even harder again but um, I stuck to, okay, what's the go with the um, the after-tax amount? Now, I found my notes here as I'm scrolling, and I wrote down, like, okay, if I'm getting paid three grand net after-tax a month, then what have I got to save? Okay, 40% is $1,200. Then I've got to pay my rent. Then I've got to pay my food. Then I've got to pay some syndicates and some bonus bond stuff that I was a part of. Then I've got to pay for my iPad, or I was repaying something at the time because I'm looking back at my old notes and some insurance then a, a cue card, and those total costs were five grand. And looking at that, I'm going, well, I am, uh, I'm short, aren't I? I'm definitely short. Is that five? Does it work out to be five? Yeah, I think, oh, the total is five. So um, then, then I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what, that basically it teaches you that it doesn't work to save 40%, that you're going to, you're not going to have enough money because by the time you start doing this exercise and process, you will have already adjusted your lifestyle to meet your costs. And that's what I'd done, you know. So if we look at this, it's like, well, I got rent, I got food, I got some Sindos and stuff. Do I really need to be a part of those? Like, no, but I want to. So I stayed in them. Then I'm repaying my iPad. Well, uh, I think I must have been, yeah, I must have been repaying an iPad. I don't even know what that's all about. Then I've got this insurance. Do I really need to be paying that insurance? And then I'm paying back a, a Q card, I think, at this stage as well. So I was, uh, I was still. Re, repaying, if I look at three of these things, no, two of them, I'm repaying sins or uh, decisions that I've made in a prior life of debt effectively, right? But it's showing me then what my shortfall was and I was then having to figure out, well, how can I bridge that shortfall? So what it's designed to do too is encourage you to think about where else could you be making some money from? Now, I put a thing on Instagram this morning and I said to people, sometimes we need to swap what we learn and completely flip it. Now, if you were taught that you should always save 10% of your income, that's fine. But what if that doesn't work anymore? And we're going to go through that in a second. But why not add something else in like, well, actually, what if you were to decide that whatever you earn, say it's $50,000 in a year, every year, your goal is to figure out how you can earn another 10%. Because that's what I was learning to do. When saving 40%, I was learning I don't make enough money because I can't afford all these things that I'm paying for. So it's designed to keep you broke, right? And then I thought, well, actually, I need to then make some more to be able to cover that, don't I? So I need to do some things that can help me do that. So that's what I started doing. I'm not going to get too deep into that because that's not necessarily everybody can do that because I was obviously in business and my income is probably more in control than those who who aren't. But I've done it. Uh, that aren't in business because you've then got to figure out, okay, outside of my job, how can I make some income? But I've done countless pieces of content and webinars and stuff, and there's some audio recordings you can go and listen to uh, called the More Money Webinar to think about how you can make some more money. 
So fuck this whole, okay, let's save 10%. Why don't we swap it for, well, how can we make an extra 10% every single year? So whatever your income is for the year, whatever your salary is, how can we bolt on another 10%? Because now we can save 10% and we can save the other 10% that we ordinarily would have saved will be saving 20. Plus your Kiwi saver as well. So you're probably saving closer to 26%, so a quarter of what your uh, salary is you are actually saving. Now, then I, what I did is I thought, well, say I go to $4,000, what if I start getting paid $4,000 a month? Then what's my savings going to look like, okay? I'm going to have to put aside $1,600. So I started to figure out, okay, what point am I going to get to where my outgoings are actually going to be covered by my 60% and then it's actually going to be easy to save this 40%. Now, what I did is I decided, okay, I'm going to have a crack at this and so I did and I did that over a, uh, a number of months and then I kind of achieved my goal which we'll talk about in the next one and I went, ah, fuck this, I don't need to do this anymore. Um, I'll just go back to just spending what I want and stuff like that. But, uh, but still, I had more money than I needed so I would save and I would invest as I went too. But I continued on with this journey and I went, okay, what if my income went to five grand a month? What if it went to six grand a month? And I was always basically preempting, okay, if I start getting paid this, what's my new automatic payment going to have to be? That goes out. And then I could say, okay, here's my rent, my food, here's my uh, syndicates that are a part of my insurance and stuff. And what I did too is it, what it made me do is go, like, I'm sick of this paying this iPad shit. I'm like, let's just get rid of that. And there's Q card. Like, once I've gotten rid of that, because that was $120 and it looked like $400 a month. So basically, there's $520 a month that I was having to pay down decisions from my prior life, right? So for you, it might be about buy now, pay later, and those types of things. So you might decide actually, you know, if you're really starting to get uh, keen on saving, then these things that you start paying each week and whatnot, like, because I was doing effectively buy now, pay later myself, I'd just go, well, I'll finance this at 0%, then I'll pay it off over bloody 18 months. But you've got the hangover of actually having to make those payments, right? So I then got engaged to go, well, fuck, I'm sick of repaying this iPad, I'm sick of repaying this Q card, what if I can find a way to make some extra cash and then I don't need to pay it? Well, that's going to give me an extra $500 a month. So then I sort of went on this double mission of, okay, how can I save 40% and how can I start clearing some of this debt that's actually going to allow me to have more money to cover some of the things that I do want, i.e. rent, to be able to go out for a nice meal, some good food, and be part of these syndicates and these different things that I was doing. And then I can keep doing those and then um, you know I'm gonna, it's going to be a little bit easier. So my brain sort of flipped for me because I started doing this exercise and it was like, okay, let's figure out how to get rid of this iPad. So we cleared that off. We cleared off the cue card as well and now we've got more cash so we get paid at the start of the month, whatever the date is and the outside rent, food, sindos, insurance, whatever those things are and then, but obviously first, straight away, 40%'s gone. We get that out of the account. That goes so we can't see it. That's out of sight, out of mind and, and I was trying to find ways to add extra income in and then, as I started to do that and then clear off the cue card and that, then I felt I'm like, wow, I've, I've got even more money because I'm not having to pay cue card anymore. I'm not having to pay the iPad stuff. And it just started to declutter some of my expenditure that was going out. So I continued to do this, like I said, and I worked out, okay, what a five, six, and um, basically get myself ready for by the time when I got to be that person. And I didn't care how long it was going to take me to have five grand in income per month, six grand in income per month, and even go right through to 10 grand and go, okay, what's going to happen when I've got 10 grand of income a month? Well, the first thing that's going to happen is that four grand is going to get pushed straight off out of my account. So I'm actually only really going to get paid six grand. But I already know how to live off six grand because remember, I started at three grand. 
So I don't even need six grand because remember, I, I started getting paid three grand, then I went to four, then to five, then to six, and I'm not even at 10 yet. I'm not even getting paid 10 grand a month yet. Um, at, well, yeah, okay, I'll disclaimer I am, but I don't, I get paid in lots, which I'll get to. So I don't, I don't need to be paid that amount of money because I've taught myself to live off of less and I'm still ensuring that 40% of it's gone. So what GC Grant Cardone was doing was teaching me how to be broke and how to live off of less and then how to start taking better actions down there. Now, as I was just alluding to before, I get paid uh, like bonuses as such or dividends. Now, this could be perfect for you because you might get paid bonuses. And what this does is that you go, well, okay, I get paid a, let's say you get paid a 10 grand bonus. And I know not many people would, but let's just say you do, right? And you go, okay, well, I only need to save 40% of that. Eh, wrong. Save the whole thing. So that's the point of this, is that when you start to earn more money or start to get extra chunks of cash, you go, well, actually, I've taught myself to live off of less. Why now would I start to rinse my bonus or this lump sum of cash that I've come into? You might win some money. You might get given some money. You might have a birthday. You might have some inheritance. And it's not, okay, we don't apply the 40% rule anymore. We get it and we go, sweet. That's effectively a bonus, like it says. That's extra and I've taught myself how to live off of that lower amount, so I'm going to save or invest that entire lump sum of that bonus. Now, maybe when you're first getting going with this, if you have any of that sort of bonus, you might decide, actually, I'm going to clear some of those prior decisions, some of your cue card stuff, your iPad stuff like me, your buy now, your pay laters, your credit card, you start clearing up some of the shit, you know, you're like, let's get that out of my life so that I can have more cash flow in the future. And this is, like, Grant says it's teaching you to be broke and continue to be be broke so that you can learn how to invest more and when you when you have some opportunities that come your way, you can start having a crack at them and you're setting yourself up to earn a higher income but not get there and go, well, I get paid six, seven, eight, nine, ten grand a month and I don't even know where it goes. It just goes because you've deliberately early on set about a plan of figuring out, well, actually, how can I live off of only 60% of what I make? So that is basically the point of living off of 40%. Now, you hopefully when you do this, you'll set a goal of what it is that you want to achieve. And you might want to set a, t- a target of investment or savings. And that's the figure that you're going after. And you decide that, okay, once you get there, that when you do get some of those bonuses or you've got some spare leftover cash, you can you can have a bit of fun with it or you can do whatever you like, but you're still practicing that discipline of saving 40%. Now, like I said before, I was very good at this for a year because it, I, I had a goal and I once I achieved it, I was like, sweet, I've done the 40% thing and then I kind of just started saving when I, when I wanted, when I felt like it and blah, blah, blah. So there's two lessons here. Because I didn't have a goal, I then didn't start taking actions to get myself close to that goal. I just defaulted back to drift mode and, ah, you know, don't worry about it. What's left on my account? Oh, yeah, sweet. Um, and and then, I'd, oh, maybe I'll buy some shares this week. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll chuck some extra money to sharesies. Oh, nah, I've got a big holiday coming up. Money can go on that or whatever. You know, you, you, you know what it's like. You'll find a way to get rid of money that you've got access to. Therefore, you want to have goals, right? So set goals and continue on those. And once you achieve them, okay, what's the next one? Uh, but give yourself reward and celebration for achieving those things and figure out what it is 
that you next want to target so that you don't just fall off the bandwagon. But um, the next part to this was obviously like investing that money that you were putting aside and can you get that to work for you. And I was able to do that along this path as well to help me get to my goal even faster. But this was a way that allowed me to save more money than I'd ever saved before and forcefully have less cash. And there were a couple of times where it got really shaky for me and I struggled and I basically had to call upon some of that money that I'd saved. Uh, And then I looked at putting in place an emergency fund and things like that. And that is basically you know, something that we'll talk about too of why you want to have an emergency fund and how big you want that to be. Everyone's going to have a different opinion on that. I'll give you mine, uh, but ultimately you get to make that up for yourself. But remember that this 40% rule was a a, a tactic designed to keep you broke and get you to learn how to invest the 40% that you're storing. And you want ultimately that passive money from your investments to be paying you more than your income each month. That's what they say that financial freedom truly is defined to be by some, is when your passive income is greater than your earned income. So you might go to work and you might make 50 grand a year, but you actually have investment income or passive income from dividends and rental properties or whatever of $55,000 per year. You're said to be financially independent or financially free because your passive exceeds your earned Now that's just one person's definition but it is something that a lot of people go by because it sort of says that well then you could decide not to work if you don't want to and you're still going to have an income that can pay for a number of expenses that you have in your life. Now it's not going to be easy for everybody to save 40% and I know that could be ridiculously hard or you might think well I'm already trying to make ends meet, easy for you to say And like I said on one of the prior pods, yes, it's easy for me to say because I had a crack at it and I did it, but um, my life looks a lot different to other people's, but I'm glad that I found this. I found this a few years ago and I started doing it before I started earning even more money because what you would have picked up on some of the earlier pods is I wasn't ready for more money because I didn't have the education of how to deal with it. It was seen in my 20s, I'd just fucking earn more and blow it and wreck it. So I'm like, "Mm, that didn't work in in my 20s. I've got to implement some new strategies and I found this one. I thought, well, let's have a go at this. You know, this seems to be a pretty hard thing to do and this guy that had done it as Grant's protege as such, they mapped out what his journey looked like and how long it had taken and it's a long journey, right? But um, it it looked a lot better than the tactics that I've been implementing, including, great, got a pay rise straight to the bar that Friday and does anyone else want a round because I can afford two more now. So I was trying to implement new knowledge into my brain and a new armor into my toolkit so that I could be better with cash. And this is something that's definitely helped me. If you want to have a crack at it, I'll tell you right now that it's really, really hard at the start. And like anything, it takes discipline to continue to practice it. And there may be some months where you sort of stumble, but see what you can do. The, the few key things that we're trying to get out of this are figure out, okay, what's our shortfall? Because our life's going to cost more than the 60%, Right. So what can we do to earn some more money that's going to allow us to bridge the gap between the total costs and the 60% because we want to save that 40. And we didn't even go into it, did we? So let's do that. Because if you want to save 10%, well, let me just pull up some numbers because I did this on Keep the Change this morning where I figured out what's the median income in New Zealand. It's about 59 grand right at the moment. So in June, it was 58,836. 
Well, by the time you pay your tax, your ACC and your KiwiSaver, you're going to be left with $45,582. Now, let's map this out. So say we start with 45 k right? And we want to save 10%. So if we save 10%, we're going to be saving 45 k And I did this in a very early lesson from Keep the Change. Well, in 10 years' time, say you didn't get a pay rise, but in 10 years' time, you've got 45 k are you going to be able to retire? No. Are you going to be able to buy a house? Probably not. But of course your pay is going to go on up in that time as such, hopefully. But so is inflation. So is the cost of living. But 10% for 10 years, 45K after tax. Is that going to work? Probably not. Now, let's say, because after that, obviously, then you've got all the things that you need to pay for, right? So you've got your rent. You've got to clothe yourself. You've got to eat. You've got to get to work. You have got to insure yourself. You've got to entertain yourself. You've got to, well, you're investing, you're done with your 40. Uh, but, you know, your rent and mortgage interest and that sort of stuff, power, internet, that's probably 40% of that anyway. So if you had your 45K and you saved your 10, let's just say you're then saving 5K, so you're down to 40. Well, four fours are 16. So 16K is probably going to be going to your interest on your loan or your rent and all those types of things as well. So you're starting to really decrease the amount of cash that you have. Now, who in there, someone's commented on this, Lara has said, or I think it's Lara, L-A-R-A-H, who in Auckland can pay their rent, power, and internet with $437.20? It's a very good question. I'm going to reply right now, not many, if any. Shout out to Scribe. Because the cost of living is very expensive, and it's only increasing. So she's basically saying, well, it's not. It's not 40%. There's, it's going to be way more than that. And I think the median rent in New Zealand is closer to $500. So really, that is 26 grand a year. Is that right? 52 times 500? That you're going to be paying. Yeah, 26 grand that you're going to be paying for rent alone. That's before you even start paying your power, your food, all of that stuff. Anyway, now let's look at it if we did 40%. So you get paid 45K after tax, all that stuff. We're going to say, look, Kiwi save, we're going to ignore that. You know, that's that's going to be saved as well. So maybe we're saving 43%. Now, 45,000 times by 40% is 18 grand. So we're going to save 18 grand in a year. And 45 minus 18 is 27. So then we've got 27K to live on. Well, we just said before that rent roughly 26K. So really, you're fucked. You've only got one grand, don't you? You've only got one grand left. So you can't do it because then you've got to eat on top of that. You've got to clothe yourself, you've got to look after the kids, you've got to insure yourself, you've got to drive, whatever it is. So we've got a shortfall. But, you know, let's just extrapolate this like we did, extrapolate like we did before. 18 grand times by 10 years, we're going to have $180,000. Well, we are going to be a lot better off than the people that only saved 5%, aren't we? Because we're going to have, what's that, quick math, $135,000 more. Now, could we retire? No, but we're probably getting closer. What, we've probably invested some of that along the way too, hopefully. Uh, and we've probably figured out what we're going to be doing. And we may have a deposit for a house, who knows. But we know that along, the, along that process, it's not it's not going to have worked because it can't. Because you've got to pay your rent, you've got to pay your food, etc. All those things I just explained before for your car and that's not going to work. So we're going to have figured out how do I add more income in. And you're going to put, you're going to put your back against the wall. So all of a sudden, when you know you need to ask your boss for a raise, 
you're going to ask the fucking question. You're not going to go, ah, oh, nah, I'll just save less. I'll just save 30%. I'll just save 10%. And we're teaching ourselves new things along the way because we're forced to, because we don't have the money. Now, when we don't th- have the money, we're going to then find creative solutions to get some because that's usually what humans will do. Now, that is if you're ready and willing to take the action. For a lot of people, it would be too scary, too hard. They'll just go like, bugger this, I'll just save 10%. But you basically have to realize that if you only save 10%, there's going to be a very hard, well, very low chance that you're actually going to be ready for retirement and that you're going to get yourself in a position where you need to be able to work less. Really, the one of the key strategies that people in New Zealand are relying on is inheriting the money from their parents. Now, that might not work for you, and it might, be, might not be for you. If that's how you want to roll, that's your thing. I'm not here to judge you. But if you're sitting here going, fuck that, I'm independent, I want to look after myself, I want to figure out how this thing works, I want to put myself in the deep end, well, trust me, start saving 40% of the income that you get paid and then slowly figure out the rest of it. And I've done content on how you can solve some of those other pieces to it. The other first thing you need to do is where's the extra income going to come from? How am I going to invest some of this money along the way? Who do I need to get around? And what am I going to do when I get caught short? If you can solve each of those pieces, you're going to learn so much about yourself and so much about finances. In a year or two's time, you're going to reach out to me and be like, Luke, I had a crack at that. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Can we do a podcast about it? We'll tell everyone that it does work. And then we'll be able to do a megapod on it and help more people implement it and take action to have a crack at it. There you go. That has been saving 40% of your income. It is something that I've done. In the next episode, we'll talk about the goal that I was aiming for and when I gave up and then when I got back on the bandwagon. See you tomorrow.